Good morning. This is Jaffe Lee, Public Information Officer and Preparedness Planner for the Florida Department of Health, and this is Flagler Health Matters. August 31st is recognized as International Overdose Awareness Day, the world's annual campaign to end overdose, remember those lost to an overdose, acknowledge the grief of friends and family left behind, and renew our commitment to end overdose-related harms. The month of September is National Recovery Month, a national observance that started in 1989 and is held every September to celebrate and educate Americans about recovery from substance use and mental health disorders. Recovery Month also aims to increase public awareness and behavioral health is essential to overall health, prevention works, treatment is effective, and people can and do recover. The theme for the 32nd year of Recovery Month is Recovery is for Everyone, Every Person, Every Family, Every Community. On the heels of National Overdose Awareness Day, I am honored to get the information out to our listeners about what it means to be a Certified Recovery Peer Specialist, or CRPS. A CRPS is a credential for people who use their lived experience and skills learned in training to help others achieve and maintain recovery and wellness for mental health and or substance use conditions. With me in the studio today, I'm happy, excited to introduce two certified recovery peer specialists from Flagler Ors Open Arms Recovery Services. Thank you for being here and take a minute to introduce yourselves. Thanks for having us. My name is Savannah Prince. I'm the program lead over at Flagler Ors, and I'm also a certified recovery peer specialist. Welcome. And, and my name is uh, Eric Honey, and I am the outreach leader over at Flagler Open Arms Recovery Service, and I am also a certified recovery peer specialist. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. So the conversation today around certified recovery peer specialist, what that is, what that means, how you do it, how you get certified. I want to ask the question first, define for our listeners what substance use conditions are. We hear that term substance use, substance use disorder. Talk to us a little bit about that. So the National Institute of Mental Health defines substance use disorders as a treatable mental disorder that affects the person's brain and behavior. And what they see is that this leads to inability to control use of substances, whether it's legal, illegal drugs, alcohol, or medications. That happens to so many people. It affects so many different lives all over in the communities. So many people are affected. And I think it's such an important topic for us to discuss. And in Flagler County, we know that um, we have a lot of people that are helping to make this a priority. Yeah, definitely. And one in 10 Americans actually identify as in recovery. So it's a very large portion of our population. When we talk about um, certified recovery peer specialist, could you define what lived experience is? Absolutely. So lived experience are the things that someone has experienced themselves, and it gives them knowledge and understanding in areas where people might only see it on TV, right? Uh, So when we talk about lived experience in recovery, that means all of us identify as having a substance use disorder whatever that looks like. And it allows us to speak to individuals uh, coming from that experience. Like, hey, I've been where you are. I've been down that road. And how can I help you? This was a really new topic to me when I first started working for the Florida Department of Health a little over a year ago. 
And I had to understand and tell me a little bit more to be a certified recovery peer specialist. Does it mean that you can be touched by the condition of substance use or have you had to have had an overdose or what is that defining role or is there a spectrum there? So there is a spectrum and there are designations when we talk about the certification specifically. So one of those is a family designation. So maybe you're a family member of somebody who has a substance use disorder. Then you can apply for that certification. The other certifications, with which is veteran, youth, and adult, means that you have that lived experience. Now, that doesn't always mean that you'll have an overdose. Like, I'm in recovery and I've never overdosed. Um, but I have family members who've had, right? So we are able to use that family experience. Um and then we also have veterans who can apply for the certification. That's, you know, a really important designation that we're able to see more of here in Florida. So this is a certification that is is through the state of Florida. This isn't a certification that you can just Google online and you just apply for it and anybody <laughs> can go and get it. I mean, this is a Florida certification through a Florida board mm -hmm. that takes yeah. specific requirements. Eric, talk to us a little bit about um, the next question I have for the listeners is the credentialing process. This is a credentialing process that happens through the state of Florida certification board. The requirements include uh, being able to pass a, a level two background check, a high school diploma. Uh, you have to have a, or a, a GED. You need 40 hours of training um, 500 hours of work experience and 16 hours of on-the-job supervision. Um, and then once your application process is approved, you can take the test. Now, the uh, the things that are a challenge in that, right? You know, the, the for peers is uh, the level two background checks. Oh, um, you know, and, and that's something that is required. And um, unfortunately, people. You know, and myself included with substance use disorders, um, we we have a history with the law, usually somewhere along the way, and, and it makes it a challenge for some people to um, who are probably qualified and, and far along in their recovery, and and that want to help people. It's it's it can be an obstacle that has to be overcome. Um, and then you know some of the other things, the the training hours. Um, you know, when you say 40 hours of training, that doesn't really sound like that much. And it, it's really not. But when you say 500 hours of work experience, mm -hmm. right? Like to me, when someone first said that to me, I was like, wow, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I did the math and I was like, ah, that's like 10 weeks, right? Yeah. You know, like it's really, it's really not that much. Um, so, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the Savannah and I were, were talking about this on the way over here. Um, there are there are some you know things that you have to get accomplished in order to do it, and that does require a little bit of work, um, but it's worth it. And if it's something that you're interested in doing, right? You know, most things in life that are worthwhile, you know, take a little work, and, and that's something that I learned, you know, in this process. Talk about that a little bit. You know, the work that it goes into, and and how it's worth the work. Um, what have you? Now, what what do you see now in your life happening because of it being worth the work? How long have you been um, a certified recovery peer specialist? Um, so, to be perfectly honest, I'm still in the process. Okay. Um, and uh, 
and, and again, you know, it, it's not as easy as I thought that was going to be. Yeah. Um, but being able to do what I do, um, what that does for my life, um, right? Like it really just kind of grounds me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, you know, I, I just left uh, Project Warm before we came here, and and I got to share um, my hope and my experience and. and the joy I have for life today and, and the love that I've learned um, through this process of, of getting sober and then, and then turning around and, and making it into um, a passion of mine um, as a career, right? And, and, yeah. and being able to, you know, I tell you that there, there's two things that I, I don't do now, right? Like I don't wake up every day and I'm like, oh, I gotta go to work. And, uh, and I don't go to bed thinking, man, my job is, is the worst ever, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't want to go to bed tonight because I don't want to wake up tomorrow and go to work, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I sleep well now and I wake up eager to go to work. And that's um, – I don't know that everyone gets to say that, right? Like, mm-hmm. And it's nice that I get to do that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with Eric. You know, this isn't just a job for us. Mm-hmm. It means a lot more than that. And when we're able to help people – um, using our own lived experience. Right. It's pretty incredible to use traumatic and very stigmatizing situations that we've been through to help other people. It brings a, a new level of healing that I didn't know existed. And it's evidence-based information to say that peer-to-peer works and yes. that it helps a person understand that there is help. And instead of it always just being battle stories, now it's maybe battle stories, but with evidence that shows it works and with a streamlined process and a certification at the end. Right. And I think you bring up an excellent point that most people may not understand about peer work is the evidence is there. It's one of the most effective treatment modalities when we're talking about substance use and mental health. And what we see is the connection and that mutual respect that we're able to form goes a heck of a long way. Mm -hmm. And what we also see is What people may not know, like you mentioned, is what we do, what we work on with people is evidence-based. There's a curriculum we use. Right. We're not just meeting with people to talk about our life stories, right? We are addressing their needs. We are figuring out what areas they need improvement and what they want that to look like. So again, for our listeners, I am talking to Eric and Savannah from Flagler Oars Open Arms Recovery Services, and we are talking about the process through the state of Florida to become a certified recovery peer specialist, which is lived experience, and it's a foundation of peer-to-peer support services, um, sometimes referred to as CRPS, and it means lived experience, peer-to-peer And it's an evidence-based modality, like you had said, showing that it can help a person go to a program and get the help that they need by speaking to another peer. So there are endorsements um, that need to happen through the certification, and there are two different certification routes for this application process, and it is something that um, is required through the certification process. It's online, and it is through the state of Florida. And um, I do want to share that when I go to Project Warm, um, there are people at 
the facility that talk about wanting this to be a goal for them, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. You know, there's more and more talk about it. And I just, I think that's so wonderful that now people have this as a goal as part of their treatment plan. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, And our governor even recently expanded the budget to provide peer support services across the state. And we're getting that movement and we're seeing more and more professionals in the field, which is incredible. So we touched on this a little bit, but if possible, would you each share about your personal certification experiences, how you learned about the process, and how long it took for you to get certified, your successes and your struggles? So I started working in this field in 2018, and I went to uh, the free trainings offered by LSF for the peer certification. And LSF is... Lutheran Services of Florida, and they are one of the main funding entities in this area, including ours. (laughs) Thank you, Allison. Yep, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, however, you know, that was back in 2018, Mm -hmm. and I did not uh, receive my certification until last June Mm. um, because I took a break. Okay. Uh, I still worked in the field, but it was just not in a peer capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... You know, there's no timeline on this, right? And that's where the provisional certification also comes in. You know, if you don't have the -the on-the-job experience, but you have the trainings, yeah. you know, then you could apply for that certification. So I think some of the challenges for me were just, you know, remembering that I had all of the the requirements. Mm -hmm. I just actually had to go and apply. So that's those two different routes that we had emailed back and forth about, correct? For the two yeah. different application processes that are available? Correct. And that's the difference is the provisional just means you don't have maybe the on-the-job hours. Yes. And it, so, again, it's like, um, you know, other certification processes that the state of Florida offers. This is not an easy process. It, it, is, a, it is a full process through the state of Florida with testing. Mm-hmm. So you took the test. How was the test? So... I, uh, I'm luckily a really good test taker. Oh, good. <laughs> so for me, uh, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, and I know a lot of people can experience, you know, test anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Um, but going through the trainings, you really do find out the information you need to pass that test. And it's really based on the key principles of peer support. Fantastic. I'm just so impressed by the whole process and the learning um, behind it and, so lucky to have Flagler Ors willing and providing these services throughout Flagler County. Yeah. And so Eric, you're in the process now. So I, I am in the process, right? So, and I think because I'm in the process, right. Again, going back to, you know, life experience, I can speak uh, truly of the challenges that, that there are. And for me, right. You know, just because of my, um, my computer knowledge and stuff like that. Um, and or lack thereof, um, you know, I, I, uh, I think that um, submitting some of the forms and stuff have, have been a challenge for me, right? Like different certifications that I've gotten um, that, that the state requires, um, you know, I kind of go back and forth and, you know, so I submit something and then it takes five days for them to get back to me. And then, you know, they tell me I did it wrong and, or I'm sorry, not they tell me, I did it wrong. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's just a process. And then, um, you know, because of the work we do um, and, and how, I guess, quickly Flagler Ors is growing, right, you know, my, my workload is uh, changed a great deal from 
when I started here in January to today. Um, and you know, the, uh, the reality of it is, is, um, a lot of the, the reason that this isn't done is because, you know, I, I keep finding other things popping up in life that, that seem a little bit more pressing at the time. Um, but the, uh, you know, the, the, the getting the, the training and, um, going through the, the classes, um, you know, I think that all of that has been, um, relatively simple, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, just, you know, for me, again, it, it's just the follow through with, with the stuff um, that the state needs. And, and I think I finally submitted everything last week that the state needs. So, so I should be able to take my test here shortly. Um, but, you know, with the hurricane and, and now this holiday coming up, I, I think it might take a little bit longer for them to get back to me. But, but I'm excited about taking the test. Um, you know, and again, like Savannah, you know, I, I, I may not be the the brightest bulb on the tree, but I do test well. Um, you know, so I'm excited about taking it and, and moving forward with this process. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's and again, it, it's just all a learning experience, right? And um, and the and the great thing about about doing this today, right, is is I'm I'm self motivated to do this, right? Like it's yeah. not it's not like a hey, if you want this job, you have to do this. It's like, hey, I want this job, so I need to do this. Um and, and that's uh you know, I just I enjoy that fact about what I do. Yeah, it's a great perspective to have, you know, that it's 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 an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, you know, I wanna know how has your life changed by seeing the process work by seeing peer-to-peer um recovery work so for me right and 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 i talk about this um talk about this a lot with 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 people Um, but i remember when i was first getting sober uh a gentleman that was a friend of mine was who's a friend of mine now we were talking and he's like man he's like it's it's amazing to see and I was like, what? He's like, the lights just turn on in your eyes, right? And uh, and like literally he's like, you know, I can see your soul like growing. And that's um, that's pretty amazing, right? Like and I, I get emotional when I talk about it. But, yeah. but like – and I didn't – you can't see that in yourself. But you can see it in other people. Mm-hmm. And when you're a part of that process of, of bringing someone's soul back to their body, right, like, like in, in, in helping it grow um, – like it's just special, man. Like it, it's just special, and, and and seeing that, like that, that first glimmer, like you know, I get goosebumps talking about it. It's 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 really cool. Yeah, I mean, um, I've seen the work that you've done with people within the Heal Recovery Center, and it's true. It's exactly that. It's it's just like a rescue. You know, you're bringing somebody back to life, um, and they're so grateful for that that help, that, um, that recovery help that they need, that they don't know how to get anywhere else. And it's that peer to peer, um, ability to say, I know what you're going through. I've been there before that they won't get anywhere else. Right. And and for me, I think the biggest change has been, uh, more on a macro level. So I have really been interested in policy advocacy since starting with flag wars, which is one of our pillars Mm -hmm. And now I'm able to put faces 
why am I advocating? Why am I going to see senators and legislators? What am I advocating for? And how is it going to help the people back home? And being able to talk to people and see the barriers. Like Eric mentioned, the level two background. Well, because we advocated, amendments were made last July uh, to make it a little bit easier for peers in the state of Florida. And you think about the impact that that has, and it's so much greater than just one person. Um, and I find that incredibly humbling and, and just grateful to be part of that experience. Congratulations. Thank you. That's great. Um, so can you talk about the billable hours? I, I really want to put this information out there, if you can, um, to organizations, doctors' offices, anybody that thinks that maybe this service would be well-received or needed. Um, I did read that these services could actually be billable. And how could an organization um, implement this process if they wanted to within their office? So the billing side can be a little complicated because you start to deal with insurance Mm -hmm. or Medicaid. And not all policies cover peer support, but some of them do. And then you have us on the other side as a nonprofit Mm -hmm. where thanks to LSF again, we are able to provide free services. So what I would really recommend is for hospitals and doctor's offices to work with their local recovery community organization because we can supply peers. We do that for Advent Health here in Palm Coast, and uh, it's an incredible program that's mutually beneficial. So actually, they would be saving money, and as a strong partnership if it's a need that they have why not just go to the experts which would be flagler ors and implement the peers that are already trained and reach out to a peer within the organization like you said within their community or here in flagler county right yeah exactly. that, that's you said it well like like it, it'll help you save money right yeah like, and let the people that are supposed to that have the most um experience in dealing with the stuff deal with it right mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's a simple, it's a win-win, you know, I, I just, you know, the, the opportunities that we can present and, and especially in the hospitals, right. Like just freeing up time for, for nurses and, and so on to, you know, focus on, on things that are more in their wheelhouse, right. And, and having a peer there that can focus on the things that are in theirs, like just makes sense. So let's talk about that for a minute. If somebody was in need of those services and needed a peer, Mm-hmm. Is that possible? They can call Flagler Ors and say, hey, I, I think I might need a, a peer-to-peer communication, and, and do you have somebody that could come out to my organization? Or how does that, how does that work, actually? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So right now, uh, like I mentioned, we are in Advent Health. So if you get admitted into the emergency room and a care manager makes a referral, we get notified immediately, and we send a peer out to meet them. Um, if there's somebody else listening to this that's interested – Uh, please give me a call, 904-495-5009, and we'd love to discuss what that could look like. Free. For free. For For free. free. For free. Everyone loves that word. Yeah. This is a free service uh, in partnership, like you said, with so many people throughout the community. Um, And, you know, also in partnership with Flagler Cares. And I just wanted to bring up the um, CORE program, the Coordinated Opioid Recovery Initiative, that is um, in partnership with Flagler Cares. And um, I know that you guys are doing work with them as well as their peer support, right? Correct, yep. 
Absolutely. And so for that number, if anyone is listening, the number is 1-877-393-2673. But, you know, today focusing on what you're able to do with Flagler Ores, um, it's peer support, amongst other things. I wanted to touch on some of the great uh, classes and meetings that you're also offering Mm -hmm. as well, if you wouldn't mind putting that information out. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that we offer is uh, training on recognizing and responding to an overdose and how to use Narcan, uh, which people are talking about more and more. And we are so excited that those conversations are happening. We also offer um, various in-house support groups. So we offer a men and women's support group. We offer recovery Dharma. Mm -hmm. We offer medication-assisted treatment support groups, uh, as well as anger management. Yes. Uh, and all of those can be found on our Facebook page or our website. So if you're interested and want to know the times and details of those meetings, again, either reach out to me or check out our social media. And then, you know, before we end today, I definitely want to get the information out about your third annual recovery event. That's going to be happening in the city of Flagler Beach, September 16th. Yeah, yes. Eric, can you tell us yeah, about that? Yeah, so we're going to be having our third annual uh, recovery festival. Uh, it's going to be at Veterans Park in Flagler Beach um, on September 16th, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, we're going to have over 45 uh, booths and vendors there. Um, you know, some of the stuff will be informational, some of the stuff will be cool little knickknacks you can buy to put around your house. Uh, we're going to have four to five food vendors. I know that Kona Ice is going to be there and Beach Belly Bobs. Um, and we're going to have live music and uh, a couple of different bands that will be playing all day. And, uh, you know, it's just – it's a good time. Um, and if, uh, if you're looking at to come out and join us for a little bit, that would be great. Uh, we'd love to have your support. Um, you know, the other thing we're going to be doing is if you guys are interested in, in having uh, any uh, – a sponsorship, you can contact the Flagler Ors office at – All right. Perfect. And then, uh, you know, I'd also like to give a big shout out to Beaver Toyota as our main sponsor this year. Um, You know, we have uh, we have far exceeded what we were hoping to uh, to get through sponsorships. And uh, we're, we're very thankful and very blessed to have to have all of the support of our community. Um, and you know, I, I just really I can't stress enough. You know, just just come out, listen to some music, get some food, and just learn what recovery is about. Um, because it, it just really it affects so many of us, and um, and maybe even ways you're, you're not even ready to understand it because you, you haven't had it in your life. But but if it does happen, you know, you you're gonna want to know where to go, and, and that's, that's right. what we're here for. Um, and then the other thing I, you know, I, I'd like to talk a little bit too is if you have a business um, in Flagler County and you're interested in us having one of our um, outreach tables where, where we can hand out some Narcan in front of your business um, and provide uh, um, information and education uh, about recovery to, to people that may frequent your business, you can give me a call at 386-864-1567. Um, and, and we'd love to just spread the word and, and help help save some lives. You know, it's been so great having you both here today. Thank you for having us, Jaffe. Absolutely. I look forward to hearing all about the event on September 16th in the city of Flagler Beach, Veterans Park. And thank you for all the work that you do. 
Thank you for having us. This has been another edition of Flagler Health Matters. You can find past episodes of the show at flaglerbroadcasting.com slash podcast. I'm Jaffe Lee with the Florida Department of Health. Have a great weekend. Overdoses have become so problematic in our country that is now the number one cause of death for 18 to 45 year olds. Drug dealers are increasingly lacing other drugs with fentanyl and we've seen it in a wide variety of substances. You know, I've been in this field for 16 years now. It still to this day kind of haunts me to think about what I remember when I showed up to the scene. A family member called it in and said they haven't seen them for a day. It was a young male. He was, you know, laying next to the bed and We noticed the drug paraphernalia. We knew that he had passed. It starts with the pills for most opiate addicts. You transition to the cheaper alternative, which is heroin. Then you become addicted to what's on the street right now, which is fentanyl. And it's wiping out our entire population at this point. HB 95 increases the mandatory minimum sentence for trafficking fentanyl and analogs, uh, which has impacted communities across Florida and across the United States. So one of the things about fentanyl, it's at least 100 times stronger than some of these older opiates. You can have something that's like the size of grains of salt, and it's enough to kill you when you get into the fentanyl world. When I turned around, I saw a crib sitting there. Think about that child that was on the way or he already had had, um, was you know not going to have a father no more. The overall goal of the Addiction Stabilization Unit is to disrupt the revolving door of overdose and get these patients on a sustainable path to long-term health recovery. Can you go back out there for fire rescue? Point them to us, please. Recognizing substance use disorder as a chronic, lifelong, life-threatening disease that needs to be treated like all other chronic diseases with medical expertise, subspecialty expertise, and all the various facets that go with this is something that Florida is now a leader in and we hope the country follows.